getting you set for the Broncos preseason opener with the Cardinals tonight. Here's the drive. It's Steve Maxson in with Justin Adams, um, KJ, Drew, whoever else uh, follows the Yellow Brick Road into here throughout the course of the day as we get you set to kick off. Late start, 8 p.m. kick there in Arizona. And one of the weirder moments, I think, of this entire game, Justin, is the field itself. Yes. So I think every day it's been... Um, 153 degrees in uh in, in the Phoenix area. Right, right, right. And we saw during the Super Bowl how terrible the field was. We've seen that they've been practicing inside because again it's been 217 degrees a day. <laughs> right. And it's, it's it's actually mind blowing that an NFL team based in Arizona doesn't sort of have um. Maybe even a multi-field indoor sort of facility. Shocker. It's it's a little weird. Um, I'm tied into ASU because that's where my money went for five years. Mm-hmm. My incredible son, who's now a graduate of, uh, of the Sun Devils. Congrats, by the way. Yeah, well, you know, one down, one to go. And he, um, you know, he was he was involved with the athletic department, all that. I'll just never forget Parents Weekend, my his freshman year. Uh, they're playing Washington in October. It's at night. Yeah. It's 100 degrees at 8 o'clock at night in October. And, uh, you know, they won the game, and he was running on the field, and he, he calls us, you know, where are you guys? I'm on the fields. I'm like, yeah, we left at halftime. We're in the air-conditioned hotel. <laughs> Watch, watching the game on TV. It looks fun. Way to go. He goes, he goes where are you? I go, yeah, we went back to the hotel at halftime. We were about to, we're about to pass out in the stands. It wasn't fun. But, 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 man, that's good. Yeah, go Devils. He goes, well, you want to go out? Goes, We're going to bed. <laughs> we'll see you, see you in the morning. So I think the way they've, they've in general, handled that is they practice at night, mm-hmm. doing the best they can, or maybe early in the morning, but hardly anything during the day. Well, the, this grass, I saw my Cliss's video, and the, the grass, did you guys see that? It looks terrible. Yeah, it, it looks like my backyard. <laughs> it's just, it's, I mean, look, if, if, honestly, if your grass for an NFL playing surface Looks like my backyard might not be a good idea to play on that surface. It's been. I'll, I'll just. I'm, I'm now. I'm wondering about your your gardening techniques, yeah. your lawn maintenance. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do over here, man. Got a man. We got an update with you. You got a sprinkler issue. <laughs> These early morning hours, man. Doing news, <laughs> killer. <laughs> Things are not getting done, dude. It's like you like you physically want to, but then your mind is like. You know, sleep is a whole lot better. Do you guys just see that Justin has just passed out next to the mower with the four year old running over him? Like, you know, I, I can see it. The best, like with a donut in one hand and just drool coming out the mouth. Just, <laughs> like the best of intentions, right. but no accomplishment whatsoever. That happened, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting situation. I wonder how it's going to be. I'm just dazzled by the way Arizona exists. Arizona's, they, they don't observe daylight savings. They don't put the hockey team with the basketball team in the same arena. Right. The hockey team's playing at a 5,000-seat college arena right now. They really don't have a home. Glendale is a little fake town next to the State Farm Arena Dome, and that's where the Coyotes used to play. Out in Glendale, which is in the middle of nowhere. Right. It's nowhere near downtown, not really. And it's just an odd place. The Diamondbacks have this colossal stadium downtown. Nobody ever goes there. They're just kind of a disaster. And the best thing they got him 
is that, you know, mind-numbing, choking basketball team that can't figure it out in the playoffs, despite how good they're, they supposedly are. But they do have an owner who knows how to flop, though. So that's at least one thing. Right? They got that. He knows how to get those calls. They, they got him. At least they got him. It's just a wild place to be. It's a quirky area. Uh, we'll just have to be fine with our, you know, multiple champions uh, in back-to-back years and our hopefully progressing football team. But their team is a disaster, too. Right. Kyler Murray's out. They just fired uh, Kingsbury. We'll see what Gannon brings to the table. But their quarterbacks tonight, I guess, are Colt McCoy, some dude named Clayton Toon. Anybody? Yeah, I went to uh, University of Houston. Uh, okay. Good for you, Drew. I mean, you, 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 win, the, you win the cookie. And then uh, David Blau. They are a wreck. So I, I haven't even followed what they're going through. Does, does anybody have any clue whatsoever? I, I've just seen that they're they're. How many games are they picked to win this year? Three. What's what's the over under on wins for the Cardinals this year? It can't be high. I think they're probably the favorite, if not one of the favorites, to get the number one pick in the draft. Oh, they're, they're easily. Yeah, easily. Yeah, they they're going to be a disaster. Easily, they are. Okay. Okay. By the way, over under. I'm looking it up right now. Four and a half. Four and a half. I might take the under. Take the under. Well, they do play in the NFC. The NFC's not great. No, pound that under. Take that under. If like Kyler that. comes back in November, maybe they get a couple wins. Here's my question. Right if you're Kyler, why would you come back? I said the next uniform he should be wearing is a baseball uniform. Agreed. Agreed. It's just time to just agreed, be, agreed, be, agreed. be done with it. Yes. I don't know what he's going to ever. I think his future in baseball is way stronger than it is in football. We'll see where it goes. I guess this all leads up to the point. If you were ever to face a team in preseason action for the Denver Broncos who want to get, you know, some 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 good mojo going here, Justin. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the game. This right? is this is the game. This this is the and you know what? This is where you should have a really good performance just to get things started. On the opposite side, it kind of feels like. And again, I love Colorado State. You know, the Rams. Uh, do you? Kind of. It kind of feels like me being was, a buff. It's a flat-out lie, but go ahead. That's true. You being a buff, yeah. yes. It kind of feels like that. It's a no-win situation. Like, you're supposed to go and do well today. That's the way it feels to me. Like, you should do well. Like, see, you should beat CSU. But if things don't go well, man, do we have a lot of questions. Like, there are a lot, a lot of questions that will happen on Monday. It is a uh, – that's a good point. It's a – you're right. It is a bit of a no-win situation. So here's here's what we're tracking this week. Russell Wilson had a really good week. Right. The Broncos aren't probably winning the Super Bowl, but they're clearly better than the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. The Broncos bring to bear a possible Hall of Fame quarterback who's going to play tonight with one of the top coaches in the league who supposedly has his act together with this organization coming off a good week, coming off an overall really good week for the team. I guess there is a little bit of pressure just to make sure this thing works right off the bat. Right. Like the first drive, you can't go three and out. Like, so you have to go and just move down the field. I just need points. I know we want to say touchdowns and everything. That's fine. Give me some points. Like, give me something down there. Give me a couple of third down conversions. Show that you can actually run the football. Like, you can actually dominate the offensive, dominate the line of scrimmage. Like, show me you could do that. And I'll be fine. Like, I will be fine with that. Sean Payton, let me let me throw this around the room. Sean Payton said 15 to 18 plays. Let me give you guys a what if. What if it's nine plays, Russ is like five 
four or five for like 50 yards. They get a couple of big runs and they score a touchdown in nine plays. Do we need to see them out there for round two? No. To get to 15 to 18? No. What do you gain? Like, What's to gain? You've got everything that you need. You need he, to he, see. Looks, he looks comfortable, feels comfortable. You got down the field, scored a touchdown. Have a great day. Need to see more? I say yes because I want to. I want to see him do it again. I want to come out on a second drive and do it again against a bad football team. I, I want to see him do it again too in practice. Like that's it. Like I don't want to see you do it again in a game. Have we again? Have we seen the field? Like like there's there's again there's nothing else to gain after he does that. If he does that. Like, you're done for the day. Ask Raj when he does that. Ah, uh, yes, when. You need to see more of their KJ or not? That's good? No, I'm good, man. It's Jerry Stidham time. Because, to be honest, we got more issues with Jerry Stidham than we do Russell Gosh, Wilson. Gosh, I'm kind of leaning with Drew right there, man. Bingo. I think you do need to see him take a break, see how see him come back out again, and just be positive one more time. I'll actually agree with you there, even if it is, you know, something really, really good in the beginning. It, you do need to see it just a little bit more. I just can't shake the feeling of last year. So I, the more I see Russ doing good, no matter what the situation, okay. the better I will feel by the time we get to, you know, September. Uh, let me give you another what if. What if it's three and out on the first drive? Oh, man, you got you have to go again. All the, of you course you're going to go again. again. Well, you, you, you remember How much are people going to be freaking out if it's three and out on the first drive? No win situation, man. I'll be freaking out. <laughs> Just being honest, I'm like, what the heck is going on? I mean, it definitely isn't the end of the world. It's a preseason game, but it will be. I'll be shocked if they go three and out I on agree. the first I drive. Agree. I agree. You remember when uh, Case? I'll Keenum, be shocked. Remember when Case Keenum had his first start against Minnesota in that preseason game? Oh my lord! No, Wait, you remember that? I do. Why do you remember that? I don't, man. My mind just talk works. to me. What happened? I can remember to do that, but can't remember to like mow the lawn or something like that. Anyway, it's just. I remember that game because when Case Keenum went down and it was a three and out, he missed one on an out route to DT on third down. And then from there, they pulled him out. And I remember everybody was like, wait a minute, you should bring him back in. At least have a second drive. Tried to move the ball down the field a little bit. Didn't happen. And that set up the rest of the season, my feeling, the rest of the season for it to be bad. This is just one where if you do go three and out, you got to go and come back, hey, at least get some completions, get some first downs. Let's get some positive mojo, and then you can get out the game. I will be, I'll be shocked if it's a three and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll go relatively quickly. I think it'll, it'll be positive. I think he'll be better on the second drive than the first drive, and I think it's, it's going to be a positive night for us. Well, this is for me... I just want to see some sort of positive momentum because next week to me is really where you see the test. You're going to San Francisco. We know how good that defense is. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that's the test. So this is something where it's more like a scrimmage warm up. See how these guys are. Let's go and dust off some of the rust to go from there because next week you will be tested. Like that will let, let you know or should let you know how good this team will be. Here is uh, Dan Graziano from Get Up this morning. What's interesting about this is Sean Payton is installing, you know, Sean Payton's offense, mm-hmm. which involves a lot of detail, a lot of personnel changes, a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff that happens on the fly. And I think he's going to need Russell Wilson to stay on script a lot more than Russell Wilson did last year. The thing about Russell throughout his career is he's been a guy that goes off script and does very, very well when the play breaks down. But... I think that what they want to see is can he operate within, as Harry said, the flow of that offense. 
uh, and and go off script only when he absolutely has to. I think that's that's something we're going to see today. He's going to play tonight. Didn't play in the preseason at all last year. But as we know, Sean Payton wants to do everything the opposite of what they did in Denver last year. Yeah, I don't think he's going to have a hard time keeping Russ on script. I don't think that's going to be much of an issue. I think Russell is is uh, fine with that. You know, the, the things that were weird were their lack of being able to communicate, mm-hmm. period. And we're having um, State of the Union meetings on Tuesdays in my own office, and I got my own coach in the building. And, you know, it was just a very odd sort of combination of a lot of things. That's all out the door. And that, that actually was out the door, in all fairness, when Jerry Rosberg took over in the last two weeks. Right. They, they ended all of that. And it's not like Russ came back and said, hey, I'd like to, you know, bring back heaps into the building. It was, it was clear that that's not the right thing to do, and it hasn't happened. So it's not like Sean Payton had to get rid of something or change something. It, it actually had already happened. So, so no big deal there. Um, in terms of where Russell goes, staying on script or not, I think Russ is going to be fine staying on script. It'll it'll okay. Things to like, you know, I'm rolling my eyes because I just don't think it's going to happen. But if we do see Russ like not taking the profit to try something down the field right, right. when it's not necessary, right, right, that would be disappointing. I've seen it a couple times in training camp this year, but I for I definitely forgive it because I'm just like, okay, well, it's it is practice. We are trying to see if we can do X, Y, and Z. It usually was happening after he was already doing more positive things ahead of time, mm-hmm. except at the very beginning of training camp when things were like like a disaster was, for like four straight days. Yeah, it was all over the place. But this is another weird one too, Justin, because I'll tell you, during the OTAs and minicamp in the spring and in June, things were clicking. Things were clicking for the offense. Things were clicking for Russ. It was really actually odd that at the beginning of training camp that they were stumbling a little bit when they weren't stumbling all summer. Everything's different when you get pads on. See, I mean, football is not played in, you know, shorts and T-shirts. Like, it's played with helmets, shoulder pads, right, full equipment. And so you still have to have that adjustment period, that acclimation period, in order to be able to go and fully play. It always happens, no matter what offense you have, unless if you're Kansas City, probably. You're going to struggle for the first week or so in practice. It just is what it is, and it happens all the time for offenses. And now he's starting to finally learn the playbook, starting to actually, you know, operate it. And so then you also think about it, too, where you're going to add more and more plays as well. So you finally start to see it on the field, you work on it, and then you have guys in pads, um, and you do what you do out on the field. So it takes a little bit of time in order for everything just to click. On the Ramoslaw.com text line, Schler said the Broncos are going to have to dumb down the offense for Russell Wilson the same way Seattle did. Just give him one receiver to think about on a play, not two or three, because it takes too long to make a decision. Throws the ball late, resulting in an incompletion. First, two first round and two second round draft picks for a guy who can't think through a receiver progression. Awesome. Seahawks can't stop laughing about this deal. It is what it is. Right. And I never like the term dumbed down an offense. How about you just make the offense to the point where the quarterback can understand it and operate it? Well, here's what's been happening in camp. It has been in the first few days were icky. Mm-hmm. But Russ has been picking up on it. Ah, dumb down. That is, that's kind of an insulting way to it put is. it. It is. So, so, so if, if you just have a more effective, efficient, simpler offense, 
isn't that just a better offense? Is that that has to be dumbed down? I just never understand in any other point in business where we say we're going to make your job more simple for you to be successful. Do we say we're dumbing down your job in order for you to be successful? Or are we just doing things that make more sense? Right. Like, just do more things that makes your quarterback work so that he could do his best. And, oh, by the way, he can lead your team to victories. I was um, There's a great movie. Have you seen The Founder with Michael Keaton? I have McDonald's? I have. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. That's a great, great movie. Great movie. So, or if you watch any of these, uh, I watched some, one of those business shows, Marcus mm-hmm. Lemonis and the the Prophet about that. So okay. here's here's how they do every show. Yeah, they go into every business, and every business is a disaster. Yes. Why is every business a disaster? Because there's just too much of everything all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's unorganized and it's a mess. So in the movie The Founder and what Marcus Lemonis does on The Prophet, he just goes in there and says, "Let's get rid of everything." Until what matters. So in the movie The Founder, these two guys that started McDonald's, it wasn't Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc ripped off the idea. But they go there and they they realized nobody's buying all this other stuff. They're buying hamburgers, Mm -hmm. french fries, and sodas. It's making up 87% of the business. So guess what we're going to sell? Hamburgers, french fries, and sodas. Maybe we throw in a few milkshakes. And that's it. Right. That's it so is that dumbing things down or is that the start of the most successful fast food res- uh, franchise in the history of the world yeah to your question there because that's what this offense is all about and oh by the way it's not like russell wilson has been in his offense for like five to seven years or even two years He's just now getting started in this offense. You want your quarterback to have confidence in this offense so that you can add an extra play here and there. Maybe you can can add an apple pie. Bingo. Later. Right. (laughs) Later. You can add the McFlurry and then have the machine continue to go down all the time. Well, but but that's much later. That's much, much later. McFlurry. Right. It's the McFlurry. I don't don't even know when we get to the McRib. Maybe maybe (laughs) never. But but we're going to sell... As far as I'm concerned, what's smart? Hamburgers, french fries, and sodas. Right. That's it. Don't bring out the fish sandwich. <laughs> you t- you- <laughs> There's a story with that. Really? Do you know what the story is? No. There's a story with the McFish. Because there were Catholic neighborhoods, I believe in Pennsylvania or Ohio, that don't eat meat on Fridays. And it was such a heavy Catholic area that's where the fish sandwich came from at McDonald's. Wow. Out of necessity. Okay. 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 But first, hamburgers, <laughs> french fries, and sodas. And then we find out we got a bunch of Catholics. All right. McFish. Right. Later on. Later on. <laughs> but don't do it immediately. <laughs> but, I mean, with Russ last year, I mean, it was hamburgers, french fries, burritos, <laughs> hot dogs. Tacos. <laughs> Gravy gravy fries, McFlurry McRib. I mean, it was everything. I I, I think he had a taco bar in there. It was a Big Mac sauce. Like we had some, we had a selection of Chinese food. It's like here we go, and and you, you look at it, and it's it's a mess. It was a mess. Right. So. 
That describes the Broncos' offense last year. <laughs> the, the, the easiest way, not that I'm some sort of business expert, is just figure out what works, focus on that, and then maybe expand later on. So to keep it really simple, I'm not sure what that fart was for. Is that for the, the, the taco bar or the Chinese? Brother, no, it's for tacos. It's for the taco bar? Yeah, I'd love me some Taco Bell, but man. Tacos, they catch up to you, I'll tell you. Brother, okay. brother. So you're 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 in you're in the uh, um, in, in the movie that one of the stores starts selling chicken sandwiches and the, the Ray Kroc goes to the guy you know well everybody likes chicken sandwiches and I go well l- leave that for people that sell chicken sandwiches bingo you know so you can add things and be more complicated once you know how the basics go can, can I just see one thing I would love to see from this team sure. just would love to see from this team can we come out at two tight ends. Ace formation and just run the football. Is that hamburgers, French fries, and, and, and sodas? Oh, man, that's If that's awesome. hamburgers, French fries, and sodas, I'm all for it. All day. All day. Come out in that and just say we're going to run the football. And then you can run play action off of that. And then you can go out and have your three wide receivers and all this other stuff. Yeah, I think I think they're going to keep it incredibly simple. And to say, I listen, I, I know what Mark's saying there and the whole dumbed down thing. To me, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes at it a little bit because – I don't. I think that's a derogatory derogatory term, in a nice sort of Mark Schlereth sort of way for saying just keep things simple. But what's wrong with keeping things simple? Nothing. So yeah, running the ball would be a core principle of keeping things simple, especially if you could do it effectively. If you also, could run the ball effectively, that will help everything else. Out. Listen, man, I'm just telling you, um, pass blocking for this offensive line, they ain't there yet. Wow, they are not there yet. But run blocking is going to be okay. They're a big physical offensive line that's going to be able to push that pile forward. You got some good running backs. I don't think there's a big need to go out and get somebody right now. But if we're just doing, you know, hamburgers, French fries, and, and sodas, run the ball. Yeah. Run the ball. Keep it simple. Maybe a couple little swing passes, nice and easy, setting up play action. And then, you know, throw the ball to Cortland Sutton who is looking like DK Metcalf these days. Right. And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to lose doing that, I think you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Hey, this is cool." So it's not it's not dumbing down, it's being smart. Bingo. This because. is the drive on the fan. Set for the Broncos preseason opener with the Cardinals tonight. Here's the drive. Hi, it's uh, D Mac with Justin Adams and KJ. Did we lose Drew? Is he off to uh, other lands there, KJ? Or no, no, no. He's he's off getting those cookies. <laughs> Is he getting cookies? Boy, he he did get another cookie. I can confirm. Um, he's on two cookies. Yeah, well, that's his that's his third one. Oh, wow, wow. So, Drew. There you go, man. You better be taking the stairs today. <laughs> Uh, filet fish with Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, I believe I'll take your word for it. I believe you're right about that. filet fish It's been a minute since I had the uh, old filet fish Did you ever have that? Like, filet fish Yeah. It's been a minute. <sighs> it's been a minute. I couldn't tell you last time I had the old filet fish mm. But like we said, just keep it simple, keep Broncos. It simple. It's yeah. not about dumbing down. It's about being smart. Um, hey, man, me and the country music, we're not always good friends. But I respect it while I don't know it. So we got a little Peyton Manning 
out of Red Road. Now, were you at this show last night, KJ? No. You weren't? <laughs> <laughs> No. You are? No. <laughs> this is not your favorite genre? Really? No, I, I, I like country, but... Yeah, KJ's no. from... Yo, easy now. KJ's from Mississippi. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I like country, but it, no, I wasn't at that show. I, I, as a matter of fact, when I got the news that that guy was performing, it was the first time I ever heard of the guy. So, there you go. I, I'd never heard of him either, and maybe this is where I lose cred with the, uh, the country folk out there. Parker McCollum and Peyton Manning... I never even heard of this dude before, and Peyton Manning likes this guy so much, he's on stage with him. And Peyton Manning kind of likes to sing. So here is Peyton Manning at Red Rocks last night. I'll give you this. I'll, I'll bet you dollars to donut that place was sold out. I bet you it was sold. I, I bet you it was. I bet you it was. So here's Peyton Manning singing with Parker McCollum to Red Dirt Road. I bet that Red Dirt Road is in a small town. I bet you anything that's in a small town. All right, here we go. singer, Peyton Manning at Red Rocks, DeMarcus Ware at the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> Better singer. <laughs> Peyton Manning at Red Rocks, D. Ware at Hall of Fame do, 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 do you have DeMarcus? Do you have that? Oh, we got that somewhere. Oh, man. you got to find it. Oh, man. Oh, you got to find it, man. We had it, so we, we had it at one point for sure. By the, by the way. What did you think? What did you think? Peyton or D. Ware? Where are we going with? Uh, I'm going Peyton. Going Peyton on that one. D. Ware, he, he gave it a, a nice a nice try. I'm gonna go Peyton on that one. Not saying Peyton was great. You know, this is not the first time Peyton has jumped in with like a country singer to sing. Right. To sing on stage. I don't I think I think Peyton fashions himself as having the ability to sing. Yeah, he should I mean it's it's beyond like goofy stuff. Like he's really done this before. Yeah, he, he shouldn't fashion himself in that way, but uh I mean he 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 he's Stepped up to the plate and at least did his thing. D-Ware, KJ, or a, or a Peyton. Don't find D-Ware because it's it, it's not going to be good. <sighs> well, I, <laughs> I don't want to embarrass him. You know what? Look, I, for, for the I sake of... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You say you don't want to embarrass him? He did that in front of a national audience. I know, but the reason he did it... Okay. Is because of Demarius Tom. No, okay. and, that's, okay. and that's why I'm going with Demarcus Ware. I, okay. I think the okay. reason Peyton did it is because he had a few Coors Lights. You did, know, did you I, see? You see what he was wearing, by the way? Peyton. Yeah. Was it a plaid shirt? Oh, jeans, man. pink shirt. Had some jeans. Yeah. And then had a, a belt nice buckle. Belt buckle. But he also had a cowboy know, hat or, or trucker hat. Cowboy hat had a little drink in his hand. As oh well. well, yeah. Of course. What did I just say? <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, what are we getting up there with no, uh, no fuel well, in the he, engine? He has some liquid courage. You know? That's right. He's working on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our guy, our guy, Peyton. Oh, Peyton. Uh, Red Dirt Road is originally by Brooks and Dunn. Oh, okay. 
Okay. I think I admitted I wasn't that you know sharp on it. First off, we never said that this was the guy's song. This is just a song they sung together. Who knows? Right. I mean, you know, you know, with me, every country song's out. <laughs> oh, <be back. laughs> Dude, there is that YouTube video. I'm telling you, man. You got to find that YouTube video where it's like every country song is the same thing. Yes. Look it up on YouTube. Yes. Let do it. Uh, losing credibility with country music fans is a good thing, D-Mag. Never apologize for dissing country music on any level. Oh, my God. Hater. Hater right there. On the- <laughs> are, you, are you finding DeMarcus? I don't know, man. I don't want to be mean to DeMarcus because the reason was so good. The reason is good, but the performance, though. I'm not dogging on DeMarcus under under any circumstances. It's not dogging. It's uh, appreciating. Hey, listen. The fact that he's a Hall of Fame football player. Peyton figured out a song that he could sing when he had some liquid courage. Right. DeMarcus had to... (sighs) Might have needed a little more courage. See, that's great. That's, that's, That's just great. That's that's perfect. I love it. Demarcus Ware is awesome. All right, maybe I just go to the end. Okay, that's not bad. Of course, that's not bad. There you go. A hell, of a lot better than I do. No doubt about that. So, I think I can sing Red Dirt Road. I I think you could. I think anybody can sing Red Dirt Road. <laughs> And let me tell you something. Nobody will ever top Carl Lewis, man. Oh, my God. Oh, don't say it if my you don't wife. have it. You got it? I don't. Oh, you <laughs> got to find, find it. You got to find that I know it's in the system. Way. Oh, but Carl Lewis. If we're going down that, I mean, I heard the fellas play that uh, the, the other morning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on now. Uh-oh. <sighs> Why do athletes think they could do that? You know, I, I you know, the, if the, you if you listen to Carl Lewis, right? If you really, of course, there's the uh oh, and it's a disaster and all that. But if you listen to it, which is hard to take it seriously after the uh oh, there's elements of like, oh, all right. I mean, I I get why he thinks he could do this, right? He just got over his skis a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, he's a track runner, right? So you know, if he starts off the block and he's running real fast and he's up front. But then if he slips at, like, I don't know, meter 50 or whatever, or, you know, 50-meter mark, falls on his face, we wouldn't say, oh, he's an amazing track runner. We'd say he's a guy who could run really fast and then falls on his face at around the 50-meter mark. It's well, kind of how he did the national anthem there. What do you get when you play a country song backwards? Ooh. You get your wife back, you get your truck back, <laughs> you get your dog back. <laughs> That's such a... That's so bad. That's such an old joke. Oh, man. So bad. But I mean, I, I guess. Give, see, here's what I was. Give D. Ware credit, you jerk. I am giving we, him credit. We, we are. We can. I'm taking D. Ware on that question. Okay. Because Peyton just, you know, he, he fueled it up. He had a couple of whatever. You know what? Peyton needed some performance enhancers in order to sing. That's right. That's it, right? Okay. You got, you got Carl Lewis there? You find it? KJ? Not yet. I was like, I gotta go go to YouTube. That's why I'm trying to preview it. Oh, I thought really we didn't have that saved. We didn't actually. No, we can come back with it. Come back with it. Come back with it, and we'll bring back our guy Mike Cliss. Mike Cliss was doing investigative reporting on the field at Arizona. He's down there. We will go to the State Farm Roomba down there in Glendale with Mike Cliss coming up next. Oh, jeez. Oh, 
Broncos insider Mike Cliss. Oh my God, are you okay, Mike? What's going yeah. on there? Uh, scared me. That was the uh, intro uh, guns smoke that uh, when the starters come out. Okay, all right. Well, uh, got to get everything ready. How's the field looking there at the State Farm uh, Roomba? Well, I was just talking to uh, Mark Dalton of the uh, of the Arizona Cardinals, kind of the Patrick Smythe of the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know the Cardinals are pretty confident that it's a it's a good field. It doesn't look good in the middle because they have had uh, they've been practicing indoor on this field the last two weeks because of the heat. They do have a training camp facility, but because it's outdoors and because of the extreme heat, uh, the last two weeks they've been practicing in the stadium, and so it is worn down in the middle, but. Um, they think it's a good track, and, uh, you know, Sean Payton really is not worried about it. You know, try to work out some different cleats and shoes, and uh, but let's play ball is kind of his message to his players. All right, so what should we expect tonight, and what should uh, – who's playing, who's not, of, of note? Yeah, I don't think Devontae's playing. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't count Justin Simmons is, you know, hurt, uh, McGlinchey. Uh, Caden Stearns is playing, by the way. He just okay. had, it turns out, he just had one of those load management days. Okay. And he only missed the last practice there. So, um, you know, the guys that are healthy are going to play. And um, what else? Oh, what to expect? Um, you know, 15 to 18 plays for the starters. Um, both sides, be it. You know, it might be that uh, if all goes well, the offense gets uh, two series and and the defense gets six, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, be interesting to see uh, how they do coming out of the shoot. What's a fair expectation for Russell Wilson tonight, based on everything leading up to this moment? Based on everything leading up 
uh, here, um, the, the last week of training camp, uh, move the ball for points, preferably a touchdown. Get one touchdown out of this deal. But uh, at the very least, uh, get a drive, um, get a drive to the red zone. You know the red zone's kind of tricky when uh, the first preseason game. But um, you know, at least get one trip to the uh, red zone. What I think would be a encouraging outing for the Broncos. And in, in my opinion, it's still got a long ways to go. But uh, you know, I know there's like six seasons or, or seven seasons or eight seasons of bad offensive football that the Bronco fans have been watching. So any type of encouragement that they can get tonight would be uh, beneficial. Mike, let's say that, you know, Russ takes the offense down the field, scores a touchdown on the first drive. Would that be the end of his day, or do you see him coming out for a second drive? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's Sean Payton's gut, not my gut. So, um, you you know, that's uh, tough to predict. But, if I could, I guess if I uh, would predict Sean Payton, if it's uh, an eight-play drive and it's a touchdown, he would say, you know, got more football to play, get out there, and uh, he would do it again. So we'll see. Most compelling preseason battle, aside from the kicking well, situation, aside from the kicking situation, we get it. But aside yeah. from that, well, I, I think. Um, uh, the number four receiver, you know, this this is what you get in the preseason because I think Mims is going to be the number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, your number four receiver, Callaway or Kendall Hinton or LaJordan Humphrey, one of them guys. Um, and then the number three running back, Tyler Beatty, uh, you know, um, who else is it? Jaleel McLaughlin and Tony Jones. Right. I mean, really, that's what preseason, you know, I remember the first preseason game, uh, bunch of years ago where cj anderson made the team mm-hmm. first preseason game at san francisco and he turned out to be a good back so uh, usually you find a running back in uh, the early preseason games who are some other guys under the radar that should we be keeping an eye out because look i'll be honest with you mike i've been up mm-hmm. since two fifteen this morning i need a reason to watch this game in the second half so what is the reason i need to watch this game in the second half the reason to watch in the second half would be the quarterbacks you know uh jared stidham and uh, Ben DiNucci, in my opinion, because anymore it's hard for these quarterbacks to uh, make it through 17-game season. And Russ, it looks like, based on what we've seen in training camp, Russ is going to run a little bit more. He missed two games last year. He's getting up there. He's 34. He turns 35 in November. And uh, I think they will need a backup quarterback this year. And I, it's going to be Stidham, I think, will be the will be the guy. But... Uh, Ben DiNucci is uh, is worth watching in the preseason too. Yeah, give us give us another name aside from quarterback, which is fine. I like the Ben DiNucci one for sure. But who who else is a name, Mike, that most fans wouldn't know, but you'll hear his name tonight connected with something positive? Well, I mean, I think people know Drew Sanders, but the rookies, you know, every everyone loves the rookies, and this is the first chance, first chance to see Mims, first chance to see Drew Sanders. You know, uh, from what I understand, you know, they're, they're very excited about Sanders. But he has to get up to speed, um, you know, on the read and react and, and those type of things um, on, on the NFL level. And, um, you know, J.L. Skinner uh, at the six-round pick. Yep. 
back there at um, uh, at safety position. I I do not watch. Uh, Riley Moss is out, the third round pick. Um, I do not watch the blockers or the defensive linemen, but feel free to watch those guys. I mean, they're player <laughs> they're, they're players too. I just don't I just don't watch that. Uh, Mosh pit of the line of scrimmage too much. I watch the ball. All right, Alberto, what does he need to do? Yeah, he he needs to make a big play. It looks like he needs to make a big play based on that surprising depth chart where he was behind Nate Atkins, the undrafted rookie. Uh, make a catch and, and, and run it and score a touchdown, jump up, you know, show his athleticism. He's got it. He's got something. The skills. He's got to do something. He just, yeah. Yeah. He did. He just needs the ball. He needs the, the opportunity in the ball. All right, Mike, give us a nine news. You guys got the game, right? You and Ariel and oh, the, the whole crew. Talk to us. What can, what can we expect tonight? Yeah. Watch, uh, watch nine news. And, um, we got the pregame an hour before the game. So that's seven o'clock your time. Mm-hmm. Eight o'clock is kickoff. And, um, you know, we got the new uh, sports crew. Ariel or Sudo will be on the sidelines, and then change. Um, it's kind of like uh, it's almost like Cliss and the kids on that. <laughs> <laughs> Cliss and joke. the toddlers, huh? No joke. No joke. <laughs> All right, well, Cliss and the yeah. kids tonight on Nine News for the broadcast. Yeah. And who is doing play-by-play in color? Who's who's uh, yeah. who we got? Good Steve Levy. And Ryan Harris. Very nice. Good old Ryan, man. That's my guy. Great guys. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Enjoy the game. We'll be watching you guys on 9 News. And uh, let's go. Broncos football. Here we go, Mike. Starters are playing. Okay. They're players. Starters playing because they're players. Hey, the the news coming out of Maui this week has been um, devastating. And I'm proud that our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the folks of Maui. You can go to denversports.com. At the top of the page, you're going to see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of the donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Again, that's the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. All right, let's lean into it. Football at four as we preview the Broncos preseason game against the Cardinals next.